episode of Locked On Lightning, we talk about does the lack of exciting moves for Tampa this offseason make for a very busy trade deadline? We talk about that and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd like to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. This episode, where we'll be talking about does the somewhat quiet, I'll say quiet, it's been dead. Let's be honest here. You know, we 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 like to talk about ongoing stories or potential stories throughout the NHL offseason, but I think we could all agree the NHL offseason is probably one of the deadest parts in all of sports. Uh, it seems like other sports, you know, there's always some excitement going on, some drama. But really, other than the Matthew Kachuk uh, drama and Johnny Gurdow going to Columbus, uh, for the NHL as a whole, there really hasn't been a lot going on. And, and, and the same could be said for the Lightning. Now, there, there has been moves here and there. Uh, nothing too exciting. No really big names. Uh, I guess the biggest name that is... Uh, has a potential chance of moving or, or, or being still being thrown around is Alex Kalorn. Now we'll, we have to sit and watch and wait uh, until something breaks about that. Really? I, I said it on earlier episodes. I think if, if the lightning haven't moved him uh, right after the NHL draft or prior to the NHL draft, uh, we might see this possibly potentially uh, boil over into training camp, uh, which is an unfortunate situation to have for Tampa. Uh, like I said uh, on earlier episodes, uh, the longer they hold on to Kalorn, uh, the most likely, the the more uh, further down his value will go as time goes on and teams uh, have a chance to really think about things. Um, and, it, and it's not so much a criticism towards the Lightning in terms of really the the – the really unexciting part uh, that is the NHL offseason for Tampa just because of the cap uh, situation that they are in. Now, uh, having said that, if you look at capfriendly.com as your reference, as I'm talking about this episode, as I am as well, project their projected cap space as of opening night, and now this will obviously change. There will be moves made, whether it's Alex Kalorn or other names being sent up or down, whether you want to, whether you're referring geo, geographically or just to the minors in terms of tiers, uh, there might be names be sent to Syracuse or players on LTIR. Uh, names such as uh, we will be missing um, Anthony Sorelli to start the regular season, and then also as of now, uh, Zach Bogosian is on LT. I on I injured reserve as well. So we'll see what uh, off the top of my head. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with Bogo um, drawing a blank right now with that, but obviously Sorelli uh, getting surgery. That is the big issue. Uh, that is the guy that the lightning are most likely going to miss more. Uh, whether you want, whether you're defensive minded or offensive minded, uh, whenever you miss a guy like that or are missing a guy like that, who could do so much of everything, uh, it's definitely going to leave somewhat of a hole uh, in your lineup. Now, this begs the question. Now, with you know, there was there was 
contracts extended. There was uh, players brought in. There was other players that left. It begs the question, and one can't help but wonder, with the little amount of of moves made, because let's be honest, yes, the, the, the Lightning did make moves in this free agency period, which is fantastic. Um, but these aren't really, in my opinion, yes, they're, they are, they are game changers, but they are not, they, they aren't, they aren't game changers. They're more so pieces here and there to add depth that the lightning are always looking to, to add and And really, you know, something, you know, you can't, I'm not saying they're terrible moves. I'm not saying the lightning are obviously at fault for not making big moves. Uh, they're, Coming into this offseason before the playoffs, start, uh, before the Stanley Cup started, they were the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they've been to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row. Uh, and, and really, they, they've had some of the toughest roads to winning championships. Uh, pretty much, I, I, in my opinion, and that might sound a little biased, being the host of a lightning show, uh, some of the toughest roads to winning championships that I think uh, have ever been taken by an NHL team. Now, having said that, does this mean going forward in the season once Julian Brees boss? Because this this will be resolved, whether it be at the trade deadline. Uh, it will definitely have to be resolved before the season. Uh, little moves here and there, like I said. But does the low number of moves or, or the, I guess, high impact of moves there really um, or moves not made because of budgetary constrictions, um, does this mean – that we shall see a very eventful or very exciting trade deadline, depending on where the lightning are in terms of their cap space, depending on what pieces they have to, to trade away as well as, you know, what other pieces are teams looking at now, obviously the lightning most likely will make a deal with a team that is a bottom of the barrel team, whether it be Arizona, who is known for taking on contracts, uh, Seattle, a team who is looking to, no pun intended, make a splash in the NHL still. Um, there and, and other teams as well. The Islanders, I think I was talking about this with my co-host from Locked on NHL, Locked on Avalanche host, Chris Masilli. We were just texting back and forth. And and I was I was saying to him when we were putting together uh our show was that I don't think a lot of people realize how bad the New York Islanders are going to be this year. So why I think that that might be something that lightning fans should maybe look towards in terms of possible moves being made, because the name that comes to mind is Matt Barzell. Now, money wise, that will have to be worked out at that point in time. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate as to what kind of, add-ons may or may not be brought into that trade or a potential deal between both parties, but that is a name. And I've spoken about this. I spoke about this at the world champ of a, a, during the world championships. I spoke about this during the regular season at times. I'm sure I've mentioned it. The, the previous two cup runs where the lightning and the Islanders play each other in the conference finals, Matt Barzell is a very talented player. Let's, let's not, kick rocks on that one let's not beat around the bush very talented player and we have seen when he has played for team canada what he is capable of when he has players 
that are able to help him on the ice. And that is why I have heavily criticized New York Islanders over the last couple of years over not surrounding him with players that could help him out. You know, you look at the list of names on that team and, and that guy, the offensive production is really laid at his feet. And Lou Lamarillo, which I've killed a ton on Twitter, if go ahead and look at my tweets, uh, really just wasting a very talented player who could, who really has that potential uh, if he's in the right situation to be a top 10 player. And he's not just in, in my opinion, I don't think Mar- Matt Barzell is a top 10 player. Some people might disagree with me. I think he's a, he's definitely a top 10 forward. It's not a top 10 player. Um, and that's no knock against him. He has potential to be top 10. Um, and I think his style of play, uh, the way he sees the ice and he plays off puck situations uh, would be perfect, would be absolutely perfect in Tampa, uh, especially if the Islanders are willing to look at themselves in the mirror at this point, at that point in time, at a potential trade deadline deal with Tampa, where they realize, all right, especially if, if Matt Barzell, if I'm Matt Barzell and the Islanders are dead last in the league behind certain other certain teams or at the bottom of the barrel, I'm telling my agent, I'm telling Lou Lamarillo, get me the hell out of here. Put me on a playoff team. And I'm looking at Tampa is definitely, you know, just by my style of play. I'm looking at Tampa on a potential line with Braden Point, possibly Nikita Kucherov, uh, Anthony Sorelli uh, on my side, or, or Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel, the, the list goes on and it could be interchangeable of the, the, the names of players that would, that would be very successful uh, with Matt Barzell and the list of players that Matt Barzell would be successful with on this Tampa team. So that's one name to bring out there. Obviously we are at the end of July, so we have a long ways to go uh, until the trade deadline. We'll talk about more potential players, potential players realistically, on my radar, we'll talk about that. Uh, some free agent names that we will bring up. Some players' names that are will be up, whose contracts will be up after this year. We'll talk about that. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor on today's show, and that is BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your sports betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, once again, I would like to thank everybody uh, for making this show your first listen of the day, for watching us on YouTube. Uh, thanking, thank you for making us your first watch of the day. And go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Whether you're on YouTube, hit the notification bell, give us a thumbs up, comment below, whether it be for a mailbag or or just general comments about the show. Um, you know, just be respectful with each other. That's all we ask here. Uh, and then go ahead and if you're listening to us on an audio platform, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y, D-8-N-K. Love hearing from all of you, and I try to get back to all of you as soon as possible when I can. So dis- continuing the discussion, and, and, and 
realistically, do the lightning right here? If I had to bet money at this at this right now, this this episode is being dropped on Jul- on July twenty eighth. Realistically, unless something drastic happens with the with with the lightning's uh, uh, cap situation, where I feel like this would be a situation where the lightning it, it would take more than just Alex to be leaving Tampa for a player of not only is a big name, but has the caliber as such as previously mentioned, Matt Barzell. Um, and especially, I don't think Julian Bruce boss would make a deal for a player like that at the deadline, unless it was absolutely crucial. And what I'm, what I'm referring to, and, and hopefully this isn't the case, knock on wood is that, one of the other big names is not only out for a prolonged period of time, uh, whether it be, you know, and I spoke about it on the last episode, whether it be the usual suspects, Cooch, Stammer, or Point, uh, one of those guys that always seems in no fault of their own. They play hard. They play physical. Um, it, it always seems like one of those three names are are out for an extended period of time. And also the other cir- circumstances that would go into uh, play with this would be, the Lightning are on the fringe of making the playoffs. I'm talking about fighting for that last wild card spot. I think that would be the only situation in which Julian Brees boss would make a deal uh, of that caliber. But one could dream. Who knows? You know, maybe once JBB gets the Caps situation a little bit more in control, gives himself some breathing room. Um, and, and, you know, who knows, you know, we've, we've only heard certain, the, the vanilla statements from JBB, from Cooper, from these players. Yes. They're upset that they lost the cup, but I'm sure deep down it burns them, burns them up that, you know, looking back on it, that, that regret that, you know, players and, you know, people like they're, they're, they're human beings. So I'm sure there's certain things that they look back on, whether it be the players or the executives or the coaches, they look back on and, and they wish they did differently. Uh, other names that I'm looking at now, uh, interesting names. And, and, and if you want to follow along, go on spot track, uh, go to the 2023 NHL free agents list. And these are all the players at the moment. Uh, whose contracts do end after this upcoming season. Uh, and I'm only looking at players who are realistic, realistic uh, moves to be made for. And so the players I'm looking at are, you know, maybe a Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, Winnipeg is kind of in a weird spot. I, they, they didn't really have so much of a good year last year. Um, and I think... Uh, if they don't get off to a good start, I think by the trade deadline, especially if they're completely out of it, uh, if they're not fighting for a second wild card spot, I think maybe they might deal him. Um, he's he's due to make six million dollars this year. His cap hit is going to be six mil, so that would be an interesting move to be made. I would like. I think Luke Dubois, you know, and, and like I'm saying, this is all hypothetical, but one can dream. I think Dubois would make, especially in the right situation, and a lot of people, and he's also restricted, which I don't know if Julian Reese was, and, and especially if I'm the GM, I'm looking more so for an expiring contract for a guy who's going to be a UFA where you're not going to be caught in a situation where you're going to have to begrudgingly have to try and and sign this guy um, 
Whereas, because I don't feel like, especially if the Lightning, if the Bois comes to Tampa, has plays very well because he's going to get paid. He deserves it. He's a very talented player. Um, I think that, and he's still very young. He's only 25. I think he's the kind of player where uh, he's going to get paid, maybe get bumped up to maybe seven, eight, uh, depending on where, what kind of market he's playing and what kind of franchise. And I don't want the Lightning to put themselves in a situation, uh, uh, more of a tough situation. Uh, by having to almost begrudgingly pay a guy like that. Uh, so a UFA is probably more in the kind of uh, wheelhouse that the Lightning would be looking for. So why don't you hit your filters right now and look at those UFAs? Because I'm looking at um, another name that would be interesting. I think like a year ago uh, would have been perfect, especially um, or maybe actually two years ago. Two years ago would probably be Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, you could have maybe convinced, you know, because the, there was some speculation as to what kind of player he was going to be after that double shoulder surgery uh, that he was coming off of. And you never know with these kind of injuries, especially with players, how it's going to affect just their movements and how they're going to compensate uh, because there is going to be that initial soreness, pain possibly post-op. And his cap hit was seven and a half this year. So, you know, the, the interesting thing would be is uh, what could have there have been a deal because there was some speculation uh, between him and St. Louis that they did not have a happy relationship. And that was possibly a deal that we might have seen made. So, you know, Tarasenko, I think, is one of the names that people need to watch out for uh, in terms of UFAs. Uh, as for the realisticness uh, of him possibly coming to Tampa, if I had to grade that, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being almost certain one being uh, la la land. Uh, just dream about it. When you go to sleep, unrealistic, I would probably give it a three, a three. Like I said, come to trade deadline, not can't really speculate at this moment on July 28th, what kind of moves are going to be made as we get closer, obviously, and, and players possibly, um, talk to their representatives about what con kind of contracts they want Th that would be an interesting uh move for the lightning to make if the money is there to spend uh towards the end of the season uh another name that i love uh i think he's a fantastic player uh another name that jumps off the page to me who i would love love tampa to get um and 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 I would. I think this player, unfortunately, probably wouldn't become here. I think if, in in the realm of one, once again being unrealistic and ten being almost certain, I give this move an absolute. I think it's one one point five is Timo Meyer coming from the San Jose Sharks. I think I think he's a phenomenal player. Uh, I think he would be really. I think he would play very well. On the, on the left side, on a third or a second line. Probably on the second line, I would love to see him with Sorelli and Hagel. Um, or maybe if you drop down point and you throw him up to the up to the center position, or, I mean, excuse me, up to the winger position and throw Stamkos down the middle, that would be a very fantastic line to have. Um, but unfortunately, I think, I think San Jose, as much as they're still in the middle of a rebuild, I think he's one of the players that they're looking to keep who is probably going to be a cornerstone player uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, another player that I'm looking at that would probably, when I grade him in terms of not only playing ability, 
but realistic uh, possible player is Gustav Nyquist from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's going to be turning 34 this year. Um, still a pretty, pretty effective player. I think his style of play, obviously he was known early on in his career for his speed. I think that you bring not only that veteran know-how, a guy like that who's been in the league for a long time now, and you bring him into a situation uh, in Tampa where he could possibly be a third liner if, once again, we're talking about in the kind of situation where Tampa, I think, um, if if they're in a situation, uh, and I just want to remind the listener and the viewers, uh, if they're in a situation where, like I said, they are, you know, we are in a situation of almost depths, uh, desperation where one of the top guys is not only out, but out for an extended period of time. Uh, and Tampa is shooting for that, uh, that last wild card spot. I think that these are the deals that we are talking on the pretense. So yeah, Gustav Nyquist, I think would be a fantastic fit, um, for this Tampa team. And, and, so, you know, those are my three guys, my three, four guys that I think, you know, Tampa fans should be looking at, kind of keeping their eye on over the course of the season. Not Vladimir Tarasenko, because honestly, you know, as, as much as one would dare to dream and wish, I don't think that that is something that is going to happen unless Tampa could finagle their way uh, into St. Louis, somehow retaining the rest of that money for the rest of the year, as well as the fact that you kind of have to rely on St. Louis to have a crap year, which I doubt because St. Louis is a very good team. Um, so let me know below, whether it be on YouTube or on Twitter or on IG, or if you want to tweet directly to me on Twitter, go ahead and do that. Uh, let me know who you want, who's on your Tampa, whether it be in the off season or down the line, way down the line in the trade deadline, who is on your wish list for players? Cause I, like I said, even regardless of Tampa's having a good year, you always want to look for that depth. You always want to look for a, a move that could potentially even, improve your team even more um so who is on your wish list tampa fans let me know so wrapping things up and we look towards and and like i stated top of the show in previous episodes i really really and i cannot stress this enough i really hope that Julian Brees boss isn't, and I'm sure he's not, maybe he is. Um, I'm sure he's picking up the phone and, and, you know, hoping that Tampa gets a well-deserved good return for Kaloran. Cause I feel like Alex Kaloran is at a point where he's going to be 34. He's already starting to slow down. Um, The chant, he's going to be a free agent this year. And, you know, I'm sure, especially in the NHL, in which a team that is in a, in a sport that is so much team oriented, guys know, I think, guys are aware of when their time is up. And I think Tampa really needs, and I'm sure they have, but I think Alex Klorn and Tampa really need to be to come to an understanding, whether it be now or I would say soon. I, I mean, ideally within the next couple of weeks, uh, don't want to be getting into mid to late August, uh, still having this kind of situation of kind of almost a staring contest of who's going to blink first. Uh, I really think that Alex Kaloran needs to come to terms with the fact that he, uh, his days in Tampa might be done. I mean, unless he wants to come back next season, 
and take way less money because his contract right now he's going to make 4.4 and a half. I don't think he's a 4.4 and a half player anymore. Um, you know, he did have a career year during the regular season. That's phenomenal. But teams take into account what you do during the playoffs. And, you know, it's one thing to to struggle throughout the postseason, but to completely disappear. Uh, and let's face it, Alex Kaloran pulled off the greatest trick of all, and that was a disappearing act throughout the entire NHL Stanley Cup playoffs this this past year. Uh, so, you know, that that did not help his chances of, of potentially getting more money, uh, especially if he comes out this year. Or, well, actually, let me correct myself, not getting more money, extending his stay in Tampa. So that is something that Alex Klorn's representatives kind of need to take into account when they are, whether it's working out a deal with the Lightning or, or possibly – looking outside of Tampa for Kalorn's next uh, destination and the next chapter in his NHL career. Uh, but like I said, I really hope it gets resolved sooner rather than later because this has kind of the potential to turn into a Tyler Johnson situation, what we saw over the last couple of years. Uh, after the bubble, there was all this talk about Johnson being, being uh, traded. Didn't really happen. Um, and then, you know, we, what happened, what happened. And it was unfortunate to see, you know, you never want to lose a guy like that, but especially where it's kind of almost looming over your head. And in a way for me, at least I feel like TJ almost overstayed his welcome. Granted, um, Tampa was maybe partially to blame for that in a certain way. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as the off season progresses, as the summer progresses, uh, like I said on the last episode, we'll have some guests coming up on the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that. And make sure to hit that notification bell, whether you watch or listen to this show. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. Uh, so that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.